Hello and welcome to Becoming the Influential Me, the podcast. I am Michelle Chikander and today we are going to be talking about um, things to think about, about 10, 10 things to think about before you quit your job to start a business. Um, I'm going to be sharing based on my experience because I went from being a full-time employee to running my own business and have reached some level of success in the last three years. Okay, so let's dive right in. How did I do it? I My story is a little bit uh, jumbled up because I tried lots of different entrepreneurial things. I've always been an entrepreneur. I've always had an entrepreneurial mindset. So I tried lots of things along the way. But in terms of the last time when I finally decided, okay, I don't want to work full time anymore. What were the things that I did in order uh, for me to make that leap? Well, the first thing I had to do was plan. I had to plan a lot. But it was underpinned by my very first tip slash idea, and that is be realistic. So it's about setting yourself goals, setting timelines, setting deadlines, and really understanding, okay, how much money will I need? Because for the next two years of my life, I might not have enough income. Uh, so how, many, how much savings will I need? When will I expect to make my first pound, you know? And how will I make that first pound? How will I turn that first pound into 10? How will I turn the 10 into 100? How will I turn the 100 into 1,000, etc.? Um, a lot of times we go into it thinking, okay, I've got this great idea and people are going to flock to me because I've got this amazing idea and it's a great business idea. And fortunately for all of us, <laughs> life doesn't work that way, let alone business. So my first um, tip or the first thing I would say is make realistic uh, ambitions. Save money. I cannot stress this enough. At the beginning of any business, it is a lot of give and uh, very little take. So the first tip really is be realistic, save as much as you can before you go into it and set yourself realistic targets and deadlines around how long you think it will be. For example, or to give you an illustration, depending on what business you're in, each business is different, each business generates uh, different levels of income, but if you are looking to uh, create a sustainable larger business for the first three years, it is unlikely that you are going to make a significant amount of money. And for the most part, even if you do, you're likely to reinvest that money into your business if you have a vision. And so don't, so you need a cushion. You need a cushion. People often underestimate the power of the cushion because things do get really sticky. You need a lot of things when you start a business. You need maybe, you need some, um, you need somebody who's an expert at marketing. Maybe you need somebody who is an expert at, you know, the product that you're selling. You know, you need some level of expertise and some people can start with nothing, but at least if you have a little bit of money, you can spend on the things that will help you shorten that process um, before you start to generate so that you can start to generate a lot of income okay number two and this is to do with the be realistic as well that is understand your market a lot of times I speak to women that are like yeah what do you want to do well I want to sell um cosmetics okay you want to sell cosmetics who are you going to sell them to and they're like well I'm going to sell them to women all women need cosmetics and I'm like okay how will they know you and they're like, well, I have this um, this great site, this website that I'm going to, going to create. And I'm like, okay, so how will you be different from everybody else selling cosmetics? And how are they going to find you? And they're like, well, um, that's the sticking point. So tip number two is understand your market. 
ask people questions. Who are you? Who is your audience? Why do you want them to be your audience? Why should they choose you? So really spend time with them. I'll give you an example of myself. I was working with CEOs and senior leaders, but really the people that I wanted to serve, where I wanted to take my business was working with women that are um, at a sort of junior management level that want to make that leap from being operational to being strategic. I knew that's where the impact was for me. And I know that there's a lot of chat. I knew that there was a lot of chat about women on boards, but I knew that without fixing that bottom layer, we wouldn't be able to get to the to the boardrooms. So I knew that was my target audience, but I had to spend time with them in order to understand why they weren't making that leap and how I could position myself effectively as somebody who could help them. So what did I do? I spent hours hours and hours and hours consulting for free. Uh, I spent, I think maybe 100, I did 150 Zoom calls, something like that. Just really asking these women, what is going wrong? How can I help you? How can I serve you? And I did that for free. Well, not quite. Some of it was for free, but some of it was paid as part of something else. But that's not the point. I spent time with them. So a lot of times it's like, well, Why should people come to you? By doing that research, by understanding your market, then you're better positioned to position yourself in a way that they are attracted to, using their language, their words, their lens, and then you're able to position yourself as an expert um, in that field. And that's definitely how I went about it. Before I even thought, right, of, of, of leaving my job, these were some of the conversations that I had with people. Okay, um, which leads me to point number three. Start as a side hustle. Oftentimes we have a grand, big idea. And, and this isn't for everybody. Some people maybe can just quit and they need that motivation and they need that impetus to make money quickly. But if you start it as a side hustle, and I've seen a lot of people do this successfully, it allows you to fine tune what it is that you want to do while still working full time. But you have have to have made a commitment to your business as opposed to your career. What oftentimes I see as well is people that are like, yeah, I love my career. I want to be successful in in my career life, but I want to start a business as well. And I always say that doesn't work. You either want to get promoted, promoted, want to go up the career ladder, or you want to start your business. You have to choose. But if you have chosen, then start as a side hustle. Kind of appreciate that, okay, I'm not going to put my 100%, 150%, I should say, because we always bring 100%, caveat, <laughs> and bring 150% to my work. So... Um, Start as a side hustle, figure out what works, figure out what doesn't, start earning some money through your business. And I mean, you don't have to make huge profits before you leave, but just test the market, see that your idea works and then quit. Okay, that's just my advice. I mean, some people do quit um, before um, before they've made a penny. Uh, I would advise against that, but that's completely your call and it works for some people. It depends on the kind of person you are as well. Okay, you're not going to like the next one. The next one is practice consistency. One of the things about running your own business, people think, oh yeah, it's great because I'll have so much more flexibility. With flexibility comes um, a lack of structure. You know, you have you don't report into anybody. And sometimes it's easy to fall into the lack of structure and just kind of come out with nothingness. 
Um, because there's nobody on your back saying you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to do this. You kind of have to find that motivation from within consistently. Sometimes I'm like, I don't want to show up for work today, but I have to. Why? Because I have to be consistent. If you're not consistent, then your customer's money will also not be consistent. <laughs> it's that simple. The more consistent you are, the more your client base and your customers will be consistent for you. Um, also, it's about growing and sustaining a business. And there's a long time where when you are in business, you get very little and you give everything and it gets exhausting and it's tiring. But it's about pushing past that pain and being consistent and the results will follow. It's kind of a uh, pay now, get later. <laughs> That's kind of what it is. In business, it's rarely ever instant gratification and there are really big highs and there are really low lows. But ultimately, it's about you being consistent. I always liken it to, you know, when people say, how is your business going? I'm like, champagne and razor blades because that's sometimes what it's like and these are the conversations that people don't always have it's super high highs you know you get a big contract in or you know you you suddenly you know get an influx of clients and, and money and everything's great and then there's times when it's tumbleweed you know there's just absolutely nothing <laughs> and it's up to you to say okay i'm gonna get through it but you have to be consistent Um okay so the next one is be really clear who you're serving. There are a lot of great products out there. Your, whatever you intend on offering is probably super amazing. But if you don't know who it's for and how it serves them, you're never going to make that connection and maximize the potential that your business has. I say this because a lot of times people are vague. Like, for example, the person that wants to sell cosmetics. What kind of cosmetics are they? Are they like luxury, high-end cosmetics for the woman that earns, you know, seven figures plus? Or are they a teenager? Are they, are they for a teenager and, you know, have to be sort of super drug uh, quality standard? Nothing wrong with Superdrug, by the way. I, I also buy some stuff from there. Don't get me wrong. But what I'm saying is... It's about being clear. Who are you going to serve? Um, and the, the clearer you are on that, the easier it is for you to connect with them. It's also important for another reason. The clear you, clearer you are on who you're serving, the easier it is to get out of bed every morning. I have had periods in my business and in my career where I've had to stop. Uh, and when I say stop, I mean emotionally. It's just like, oh my gosh, I'm overwhelmed. But the reason I keep going after that is because of who I serve. The women in my community are forever encouraging me to be more, to think bigger, to, to deliver more. But it's because I'm clear on who I'm serving. They are clear that I'm serving them. And as a result of that, there's this great connect where it's not just a commercial transaction. That's important. But it's also a motivational piece. You know, they help you get out of bed in the morning. I'm like, oh, I've got to do something amazing for my clients because they need my help. Um, yeah. And there we go. OK, so that's be really clear um, on who you're serving. A similar thing as before. Ask them what they want. Why do they want it? Really spend time with them. They will serve you as much as you serve them. If you're clear. OK, the next point, I think this is point number six. 
This is important. This is a biggie. Because had it not been for these people in my business, I would not have been able to get the numbers that I got in the first or second year. I'd love to tell you that I started my business and I just got it nailed and I had no help and it was amazingly easy and I just grafted and it happened. (laughs) No, that is so far from the truth. I spent a lot of time, many, many years, not days, not weeks, many, many years with people that had done similar things that, that to what I'm doing right now and they gave me advice and they coached me and they counseled me. They helped me to think about things. So the next point, the, the, the next idea, the next tip really is ask the people that have been before you what they did, how they are still doing it <laughs> and what the pitfalls and the, and, the, and the benefits of doing things in a certain way are. We often overlook the fact that experience is the best teacher. And if you can get the experience that other people have gained um, and use it, you know, you've saved yourself a significant amount of time and tears, <laughs> might I add, to which I think I should have a whole um, podcast on the tears involved in running a business, both tears of joy and tears of sheer misery (laughs) um but yeah ask mentors ask people that have been before if you have nobody that's directly you know that you you know personally then read books i i can't stress this enough read books go online follow people that are doing the work that you would like to do see what they're doing right um ask them for advice and if they have the the capacity um, they're likely to help you. I, I, please don't ask me. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, if I can help, I will. I, I will. But, but what I'm saying is it's, it will save you so much time and energy if you ask those that have been before, gone before you how they did it and sometimes even pay for their time and energy in order for you to shortcut some of the mistakes, the challenges and all the things you want to avoid the unnecessary bits, if you like, in business. Um, it worked for me. I learned so much. There were things I did that I didn't want to do, that I wasn't inclined to do, that weren't my natural way of doing things. But doing those things, because I was told to do them, helped me shortcut some things and helped me to fast track my own journey in business such that I was able to quit my job much, much, much quicker Um, than had I tried to do it the natural way all by myself. So ask mentors, ask those that have been before you how they did it. Join groups, read books, get educated. Okay, number seven. This is my favorite because this is a struggle for me. It's a struggle for many women that I know that are in business. And that is the need for emotional reinforcement. Now, ladies, I'm I'm a strong cookie. Do not get me wrong. But it's sometimes it's hard. Not only is it hard, it's lonely. 
It is so hard, it is so lonely, and you have to be consistent, and you have to be making sure you've got so many different spinning plates at the same time, and you, you've got to be thinking about today, you've also got to be thinking about a year's time, you've also got to be thinking about next week. There's so many things going on at the same time, and you've got to be you know, present for your market, you've got to be showing up every day, and it's not easy. And I'm just checking if my, oh, Okay, <laughs> for a moment then I thought my mic wasn't on and it was, oh thank God. Okay, we're still here. My, my, my point was, it's not easy. Because sometimes things like, you know, you're recording something and the microphone isn't in because you don't have a team, it's just you. And things like that do happen and, and you need emotional reinforcement. So finding reinforcement from people, from books, from your routine, you know, a mindfulness practice, whatever it is that you do to keep yourself emotionally afloat, having great friends that support you when you're feeling down, emotional reinforcement in business for some people, male and female, is necessary. Just having that group that will just go, whoop, whoop, you're doing great, even on a day that you don't necessarily feel like it. That's why people join masterminds, because they are around a group of people who understand what, what it is that they are going through. Okay, so emotional reinforcement, books, people, and feeding your mind things that will help you to grow, things that help you and allow you to develop as an individual. Okay, that is that. Whew, number eight work on your craft. We live in a society where technology is everything. Change is every day, right? Change is every single day. Something's changing. Someone's getting better. Um, things are becoming redundant. Life is slowing down, moving forward, whichever way it is, like, you know, speeding up rather, slowing down, speeding up, whichever it is, things are always forever changing. And it's so important that you have such a deep understanding of your craft that you are moving along with the times. This is also linked to understanding your market and what they're seeing and what they're experiencing and so that you stay abreast of the changes. Like one of the things that I'm particularly passionate about is the future of work because I understand that if I can grasp that, I can help these women that are going from a junior level um, to of management to a more strategic level that you know are going to be on those boards. One way we can shortcut that is through the future of work. And I know this because I'm so, so close to the work that I do. I'm into my craft and I'm keen on learning more, exploring technologies, exploring what people are experiencing more and more so that my business is sustainable and can grow despite what is going on in the world um, or alongside what is going on in the world. Okay, number nine, play to your strengths. I am naturally a researcher. I love to research things. I love to understand things. I love books. I love reading. I love just being absorbed in information. That's my bag. That's my jam. That's my juice. And so I play to my strengths. What I do is information-oriented. What I deliver is information-oriented. How I work is information-oriented. I like to keep it fun. And if it gets a little bit dull, let me know. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's information-oriented. So I play to my strengths. Do not try and think you're going to be an expert and a pro and, you know, really deliver amazing results for your clients or create incredible products for your clients consistently day in, day out for the next 10 years if you don't like what you're doing. Um, really, it's just about, okay, and how do you like what you do? Usually you like what you're good at. 
So choose something that works for you, that you find effortless, that you can do with ease, that you can really enjoy and do that. That's what I say. I say play to your strengths because then it will be easier. I think it was Kobe Bryant who said, um, uh, it's easier to wake up in to to wake up in the middle of the night because that's what he did to train to, uh, on the days that you don't want to if you're doing something that you enjoy. So play to your strengths. Do things that you find are your in your striving instincts that you enjoy that you find um, easier than other people would. Okay. Okay. There we go. And then finally, this is a big one. This is a really really big one for me. <sighs> forget feelings. I would have liked to use much stronger language, (laughs) but let's have a conversation for a minute. If you're in a position where you're thinking, I don't know if I want to do, I I don't know if I want to be in an environment where I'm managed by somebody else or where I wait on a certain level of income, decided by somebody else, and I'm ready to step out on my own. The number one thing I would tell you is forget your feelings. Because your feelings will always tell you, this is hard. I don't know if I can do this. Um, uh, Today, I just want to sleep. And all these other things. And your feelings can stop you from actually advancing in the way that you want to. And the thing is, it works both ways. The same feelings that you have whilst you're in employment are the same feelings you're going to experience once you're out, just in a different context. So you have to learn to build that emotional strength. You have to learn to not just do things because you feel like doing them, but do things because you have a bigger and better vision. And sometimes that means staying in your job a little bit longer than you need to and working all the hours that God sends on your side hustle in order to get the bigger benefit. And this is what's, this is something that you have to do in business. It's about building that muscle. And in order to do that, your emotions have to be in check. One of my things as well on this emotional piece is the self-criticism. The, is it good enough? Did they like it? I'm sure they're saying bad things about me behind my back. The negative self-talk over and over and over again. And it's kind of like that has to be managed. Because otherwise, it's difficult for you to show up. And I'll, I'll say this because I went through a phase when I first started my business. I felt completely exposed because everything I was doing was not perfect. It was so far from perfect, but I had to get it out there. And I was like, yay, I managed to get it out there. But oh no, people can see all my imperfections. I'm exposed. They know that, you know, the, the, that I've only just started, that I'm an amateur and whatever. And in fact, people would tell me, we love that you're vulnerable. We love that your stuff isn't polished, you know. And then I was able to move forward. But that though, those thoughts were sometimes so crippling. And I had to get over that. So this is why I say, if you're going to work, if you're going to run your own business, you need a certain level of resilience and, and emotional strength. <laughs> because it is not easy. So... I hope I didn't discourage you from starting your own business because it does have a lot of merit. It's so much fun. It's so rewarding, but it is really hard, which is why I said champagne and razor blades. (laughs) Um, There's so much to learn. There's so much to push forward. Now, let me say something else. If you want to start your own business, yes, go for it. Do it. 
If you're just starting your own business because you don't want to work anymore, business is not for you. You work twice as hard in your business than you would in any job. I can promise you that. If you're wanting to quit your job because you think it's easier, forget it. <laughs> it that it is not. If you're wanting to quit your job because you think, yeah, I'm going to have so much free time, again, not for you. <laughs> business is about putting in the hours and actually, you know, grinding when it's inconvenient. I've worked weekends, late nights, times when really when I was in employment, I, you know, I could just be at home and chill and have a great weekend. Or I've also not had money. I, you know, I've gone through a period of at least two years where I didn't have as much money as I did when I was employed, for example. So it's, it just is, um, it's not easy. Uh, but at the same time, if you really feel called to it and you're willing to commit to it and see it through and go through all the challenges and come out at the other end, it is amazing. So I've heard. <laughs> okay, that is everything from me. If you have any other questions, or something you feel I haven't covered, please do reach out. I really love hearing from you. And the best way to do that is subscribe. If you have not subscribed already, subscribe. Let me know what you think. Comment. I love hearing from you. And it helps me create content that I that is relevant for you. And that is it from me. I will see you again next time. Like